open up your mind even when it's dark we still gon' shine hey open up your mind even when it's dark we still gon' shine hey Hey, this is Colin Cadet. And Alexa Claire. And Sky Blanks. And you're listening to the 2721 Club. Welcome to another episode of 2721 Club. Today we're going to be talking about how to uh, interact and deal with those who don't reflect your value system. Um, and what is the difference between kindness and just simply being nice. Um, and I want to... To just sort of think about the connection between those two ideas because often when dealing with those who don't have your value system that's when it really becomes challenging to treat them um in otherwise um kind ways assuming right um so yeah um <clears throat> well we can just go ahead and set it off um sky what are your thoughts well the philosophy that I, I subscribe to with like human nature is like we have all you know developed in a way to be cooperative among you know fellow humans and you know you that kindness is innate um, you don't have to try to be kind you're supposed to exist kindly but you have to put effort into being unkind and so trying not to be unkind is something that a lot of people do unintentionally um, where they see a stress or something that's stressing them and then they react a certain way and that reaction it comes off as unkindness um and so I, I feel like a lot of us you know get caught up in a lot of stress and like you know for school to work and all that all those things and if you don't like be mindful practice meditation you know i i, I be subscribing to that meditation stuff that routine because uh you know it really helps you jumpstart your day and not like stress out mm-hmm. and so you know what i've been like realizing is like you have to recognize those moments where like you're a little bit like annoyed by a person or like put off and then you say hey you know i'm going to you know like we said in our, like on our first episode about giving grace and and uh make sure to not attack the person um but put out that kindness and and you know you can deal with it later by challenging that you know positivity that you had during the morning and taking it further um and so yeah, you're going to be, every now and then, you're going to slip up, but it's a, do it. it's a practice. Um, and if you just recognize it, that everyone has kindness within, um, I think, you know, people realize, like, we don't need to be going at each other's throats or treating someone terribly um, just because they exist in your space, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry, my bad. You gonna say something? Okay, I was just gonna say I like what you said about meditation, especially because I think that's the difference between being nice, kind, and unkind. Is that with meditation, it requires you to be intentional, right? You have to focus yourself in the moment. The same with being kind. Kindness requires intention. You have to choose to be kind to others. While being nice is so much more of a facade, I feel like you, we've all met those nice people, people that say what they think they're supposed to say, things that they think they're mm. supposed to say in order to keep the peace, um, mm. even if it's not true peace. So, is it really peace? Um, maybe so, just silence. It's like the, I guess, the societal like orchestration, right? That you're yeah. taught. Niceness 100%. is taught. Kindness yes. is innate. Okay, man. Okay, no, okay, like, okay. I'm, I'm actually really interested in this, which is like this um, notion of like it being an act, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, one thing that I was, I experienced resonance with when I was listening to Black Star um, was um, most and Talib were talking about like how people are not compassionate, but they're polite, right? Like, how we how we as a people at large um, approach you know connection 
um, toward humans in this notion of like, okay, like be kind to somebody, but like it's really a politeness and like your point of niceness. It's like, how am I supposed to act in this moment? Which is more of a reflection of like you than the moment or the person. And like in, on this conversation of mindfulness, um, I think that like when you're talking about like being present in this situation and in the moment while doing a meditation, one of the most beautiful things you can do for another person is to truly be present with them. Like, have you ever, have you ever like listened to somebody or family member or friend, and like this is the this is like the point, which is like listening to respond versus like truly listening in them to them. Really, when you're truly listening to them and you're not listening to respond, you could actually presently receive what they're saying. Um, and even though you may not have like some conceived thing in your mind before you know it, like when you respond, you actually flow with the much more effective response because it's just present. Like, it's not like you didn't have to create it in your mind and then you gave them the form, the creation. It's actually, you were truly just being honest and sitting and sharing a moment with them, which really is like that much more impactful. Um, and I think like when we're in reference to like this kindness, which is innate, um, I wanted to go back to like, which you brought up which was like giving grace to other people um, as a mechanism of kindness. Um, and, you know, I find it interesting because I hear you when you say that it's something that should be innate and often giving people and other people grace feels like something you have to like actively do. Um, but the funny thing is the real, the reason why it is innate is because it's actually consistent with an inherent that standing of yourself if I can give somebody else grace really it's me giving myself grace this is what I mean by compassion and going back to one thing that you've talked about in the past which is like this notion of like the world and your experience in life as a mirror often those who really irritate you there's often something to think about like what about them mm. is a mm. reflection of things that you don't like about you yes like a lot of the gripes we have towards others you always can turn around and be like, what about, why am I not seeing this person as a valid expression of God? What about this situation right now is me cha like challenging its validity? And when you get to those moments, sometimes I have moments very quickly, like this happened earlier today, where I just saw someone look at me and I had a moment where I like felt weird about it, but then I like saw him as me. Like I looked at like, and I, I'm not trying to act like I'm, somebody, no. no, I get it. I'm like, just saying like yeah. the person like was giving me a look and then I like, was gonna like have a defensive reaction or even go into this format where I'm like, okay, when somebody looks moves at me this way, I'm supposed to move this back way because I want him to think this thing. I don't want him to think that it is. And I was like, I don't ask for one, I don't care what he thinks. What do I think in this moment? And who is this guy? And what does that bring me? And I thought of seeing him as me. I was like, damn, I've definitely like done that. I've definitely had moments where I've looked at someone away and then I understood him. And then I just like didn't judge because I was like, okay, really, this is something I, I came back to earth a little bit and I had compassion for the person. It's not even awesome. Like, I think a lot of times we think of compassion and it's like very like white woman. Hi. Like that's when I think about niceness as a form, like as a <laughs> default, I think about a white voice, like a white feminine voice. That I think it's very um, unintimidating. I literally like I think it's a very like I think as a black man there's a very um why would it scare me? I don't know you talking about. That's what I'm saying, unintimidating. When you said intimidating, I was like, wait. Why would mm. scare like, me? No, white women are. That's <laughs> like, my, like my. Uh, that's funny. My point <laughs> is like, I think like the black man, like there's like this, there's this um, relationship and there's like a dialectic. With the black woman too? Like, like you haven't even let me finish my point. <laughs> my, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. You're right, my bad. Oh, what I was trying to say is there's a relationship between like 
white fragility and the white woman and like the black man as like a force of like a like the, the black man is like a threat and almost animalistic right so I, i'm not like excluding like women from this yeah. conversation i just think that the specific trope mm-hmm. as influenced by films like um a birth of a nation which is why black men specifically have been perceived within this conversation like within this construction of race within this country as being like very threatening just because of your voice so like i found myself when i like try to think about what's the way to like sound nice i like very much like as people think about your white voice my white voice to me sounds like a white woman. To John's Creek, Georgia. Like, hi, how are you? <laughs> how are you doing? Like, it sounds very like, what's the word? Um, what's the word? This D, D. It's like D, you know, disarming. It sounds mm-hmm. very disarming. Like, you're not threatening. Because like, I've been at a job where there's southern old white people come up to me. Well, you're, you're getting into code switching a little bit right now. Yeah, that's, yeah. But, like, my point is it's like, the reason why I brought up code switching was, be, or, or like this this whole thing, is because it's like it's an inauthentic way of connecting with a person based off of what you think the the interaction should look like, rather than just being true to what you feel and meeting what the other person is feeling in the situation. Mm. Yeah. That's all I was basically saying. I know I said a lot of stuff up to this point, but it's ultimately like I was very interested by what y'all were saying because it's like it's the inauthenticness, and I think some of it's okay. It's like if there's a little bit of an unconsciousness to it. Like, if you're going to talk to the clerk or whoever you're talking to as a daily thing, it, it actually takes a lot of energy to actually truly be present with every person you interact yeah. with. Because all those people don't care about you. So it's just easier and it's more efficient to just be like, hey, how's it going? You know what I'm saying? And just not really think too much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that's hard for me to negotiate. Like, it's hard to be pure to everybody. Because some people will take advantage of that. And it's like... Yes, as a, as a you know expression of like the universe, like there is an infinity to my ability to connect with energy, right? But as a nigga living life, energy is something that feels limited sometimes. Like I don't have an unlimited reservoir of energy daily. Like I can't give my energy to everybody and feel like like you know what I'm saying. Like to what I'm basically saying is, if I'm pure and I'm giving pure energy to you and you. By the time I get to like the fifth person, it might be a little harder for me to be as pure, especially when there's three other people along the way who were impure to me and I had to exercise patience and compassion for them, which also took energy. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm... Well, yeah, you yeah. start every day, you start with like a cup of energy, right? And you mm-hmm. have little cracks and leaks throughout the day yes. that helps drain you. So like yesterday, you were telling me to come out to hang out with you and I'm tired as hell. My bed already yeah. called up at 9 a.m. Yeah. No, 9 a.m., 9 p.m. You know, is, this thing is a grown ass <laughs> man now. Bro. I was like, <laughs> I was like, my energy is spent because I went hiking and did whatever and mm-hmm. my social battery is up. And so you have to like put that time in. But when that social battery is up, you, I guess, reverts that like instinct of, uh, I guess, kind of back to like your human you know basic like survival mechanism of like i need to get out of here i'm going to be you know i'm going to get out of here like kind of fight or flight mm-hmm. um when someone like pisses you off and you're like you have no energy to deal with it so you're just like kind of rude and you keep it moving um so i think that also gets on when you have less energy you're just attacking it because you're just like i need to get back and re- relax and, and you know fight or flight out of here so i can recharge and so i think a lot of times people get stressed out or tired and then that's why you get frustrated or you you know kind of are unkind um and express that you know unkindness to people um because you have other stuff going on or you have something else on your mind um so it, you know, it's, it's definitely interesting 
Um, and I, I definitely agree. Like, what I guess, I guess we kind of figured it out is that it actually takes more energy uh, to be kind and unkind. Yeah, this is what I was trying to say. And my friend, like, missed. Like, have you ever been like, how do I say this? I used to say this. Like, I used, I used to say it this way, where somebody like deliberately misunderstands you. But I don't mean I don't want to say it this way anymore. Where like somebody like literally miss like misses the point. Like, pretty pretty much, I said this right. I'm like, it's actually easier to be a bad person. That's what I was saying. And my friend goes, well, if you want to think that, then okay. <laughs> I was like, bro, you realize my point is that, like, my point is coming from the perspective of somebody who's trying not to be a bad person. I'm not yeah. team bad person, and then this is my flyer for, hey, it's easier to be a bad person. Come join us. So he was hearing me from a standpoint of, like, oh, well, if you want to think that, then. But I was really just trying to make a, a make a, you know, I was trying to make a, make a, a point I was trying to make a reflection an astute point about my observation of trying to be like a, a not a, you know neg- a negative per se or bad per se person and I realized that it's actually much easier to be a bad person that's why people like aren't like it's just easier it like takes way less energy um and the world is more attuned to it like I think the world is more attuned to like the bullshit like we live in a world more of bullshit than not. Mm-hmm. So if you're just being, if you're if you're participating in the bullshit, shit usually like is more conducive for you, because that's consistent with how the shit looks. So when you're the person who's not consistent with the bullshit, you're probably more likely to run into like problems because you're actually not reflecting what like shit is and what other people are moving as. Like you're an anomaly when you're moving in a in like a, a more aware, more just kind way. Especially in like an urban setting. Yeah. I'm from Georgia. So I'll be like sort of like nice and like I'll have an energy about me that's a little different when I'm moving in certain spaces, commuting, whatever it may be. I might be talking to the person I'm purchasing something from and I'll be I'll speak to them in a in a sort of, you know, conversational capacity and like they're not really going for that. They're not trying to talk, they're not trying to experience any of that. Or even if I'm like moving and I'm sitting down on the bus or I say something, um, it's like other people around you will be like, why are you even, bro, just keep it pushing. Like, why are you even doing all this right now? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because now a month in, I'm low-key getting there. Well, I'm just like, okay, we just got to get, we got to go. We got to go. Everybody lives in New York, right? Yeah, we got to go. <laughs> like, it's like, why are we doing this? And it's it's weird. I mean, how many people that you, do you see in, in how many, how many stories have you, have you crossed paths with this week alone? You feel me? Like, that's one thing, one thing I think about. Every person I see has their own story for that day, let alone that week, month, year. The lifetime. Your lifetime. <laughs> there's somebody I saw on a bus, you know, I don't know what they were going through that day. I don't know. There's so many different human stories. And we all were just together in this one space for like however long. Mm-hmm. How, I think that's the interesting, the, the, the interesting um, uh, paradox, not paradox, irony of the city and urban life. It's because you cross paths with so many different humans. And the city is a system, right? I was thinking about nature and I was thinking about like God and like how much constantly is happening just to make this moment work, just for me to be alive. Like my body has so much going on just for me to like currently be alive. And nature at large has so much going on just for us to be okay, you know? And then I thought about how all all men have done is observe, like we observe God, like we observe nature, we observe what's in front of us and we get inspired and we create, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I feel like a lot of times, like, like when we when we when we created what is called a system, 
we observed the system of nature. But the nature is, and the funny thing is, you would look at system and nature as um, antonyms. System, you think about something very robotic. Well, I think ecosystem. Yeah, ecosystem. Okay, perfect. There you go. See? So, yeah, exactly. So, like, the environment is like a system. But, like, a man creates a city, which in and of itself is a system of different people, different things constantly happening to make all the... I take the bus. It's different it's system to make sure the bus, the metro is... You know what I'm saying? So my point is like... I'm sorry, I know I'm going to a lot of places. My point is in a city, I cross paths with so many different people because it's part of the system. But really it's like... The irony is like... All of us need to be... There's every... Like the human... All of us had to be doing a thing in order for the system to work. So we're saying I can't be human in this moment because <laughs> of the system, but the system could not be a thing if it wasn't for each human participating in it, giving to it, you know? I don't know. That's democracy. Facts, <laughs> literally. I was going to say it's part of the system that's created like going, is that you have know. to, um, I think it, it shouldn't be a choice whether you are nice or whether you are kind. I think it's a juggle. I think it's something that we have to choose between constantly. And, 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 play with so certain certain spaces require the niceties right the oh yeah i, I care about you how you doing i don't give a shit about you but i'm no, just like, saying that I to get play the game and get further ahead like in the workplace before i quit my job i had to be you know express the niceties so how are you today how's your father oh i heard he got, how's he doing i hope he's well but like i really it's just not what i'm really caring about um and that's terrible to say but like there are moments where just you just have to play the game sometimes and i think it's definitely it's a decision between being nice and being kind is just play, you know, it's just, question. I don't want to call it a decision, but it's a, what's, what did you say? I was out of question, a but dance. I wanted to let you like complete. Yeah, what did you say? A dance. dance. Uh, a thank dance. you. Oh, that's a word. That's a word. It's a, it feels like a dance. So this matter of trying to get back to what we were talking about before about having to play with the bullshit. I don't think, I think the ability to be nice wouldn't necessarily exist if it didn't have to because the systems we've created, it has mm. to exist and we're not always deep with everyone. I like that. We were talking about everyone having the story. But sometimes you have to quell your curiosity so you can continue on with your day with the system no, that has been created. Because if you keep going against it, it's going to keep wearing you down and deplete you further and further and further. Not I everyone agree. is ready to sit and have, tell your whole life story or tell you about how they're doing that particular day. 100%. Some people just want to get on with their days, and there's nothing no, wrong. No, you with have that. to. Like you literally can't. You can't. Like it. It literally like the way the world is right now. Like it's the way like an urban environment is. It's Not even very just difficult urban. to like give yourself to every person like you know what i'm saying but like, why should we want to is my thing we shouldn't want to give ourselves to every single person not everyone deserves like that. it's just like we're we're in a state now where it can't look like that like i'm hopeful of a world where like you know the way our boundaries are set up internally versus the external could look different because the external is more open is more of a welcome space mm. the external is not welcome currently not to view it in this terribly pessimistic way but it's just the reality but i prefer it that way like it's you just prefer it differently I, I prefer it the way it is now because i feel like it makes the connections where you can open up and share your story that much more special you know that scarcity mindset the mind of like the little there's a little bit that there is you can just it's so much more genuine it feels so much more sweet Versus if you were that way with everyone, it just feels just whatever. Like, oh, I'm deep with everybody. And you're sharing your, you're sharing your deep story with everybody. I don't want it. I don't want it then if you're sharing it with everybody. I don't have to work for it. I, I used to want me, that in high school. When I, I was younger, I wanted that. How but. I see it is less of like, 
sharing my deep story with everybody, but like allowing myself to like vulnerably be me in every space, which is not really possible in today's world. I'm interested and hopeful that we can get to a world where people can just very vulnerably be themselves in virtually every space they can get to. I was listening to a song called Imagine by Common, and it's that's the only reason why it, there's a there's a there's a um, tinge of optimism to my speech, my statement. I'm usually I'm not not the optimist, but um, I'm just the reason why I say this is it's influencing my perspective in this moment, which is to say that like I'm interested in this conversation of like just I, I, I view I know right now like I agree with you I think that like when you share with somebody it's more special because you don't get the chance to really have that voice spoken mm-hmm. ever really so when you do get that chance it's special but having that chance is important you know being vulnerable is important and I think being vulnerable and like saying everything about you exists in the same space but like really what I mean is just being able to take up space in a vulnerable way I find myself literally being in spaces and I like think about how do I need to conduct myself in this space? And that's why I was actually, when I was thinking about you talking about your work um, and being like, yo, pretending to be like, yo, how's things? Like, what? I actually wanted to pose this question. Do you think it's, like, I agree with you. Like, I do believe in a dance. But I also am like, I'm at a place now where I'm like, I'd rather just not, like, not I'm not dance. Like, I'm at a place now where I'd rather like, Rather than telling, being in the setting and pretending to be nice, I would pro- I would rather just not be nice. Do you feel me? So how does that tie into your thing about vulnerability and you want to be vulnerable in spaces? You, yeah. So like my thing is I'm either gonna be vulnerable because for me it's about honesty. If I could be kind to that person in an honest way, that was me truly like being honest to myself. Where there's a vulnerability to that because if I'm being true, then I'm like vulnerable. You know. I'm susceptible. Um, but like, I feel like if I'm like dishonestly nice to this person, I'm betraying myself. Like, I don't need to be lying. Because like, how hard is it for me to just not be nice? You feel me? Like, I could start the meeting and be like, hi, how are you? You know, and that's the, that's the most I can give. Um, it's the honestly. niceties. I'll just give you an example of how is your dad, whatever. It's just the niceties in general. Hi, how are you? It's part of that. No, You're not 100%. betraying yourself by saying something like that. No, not... Not saying that hi, how are you is betraying yourself, but like going a certain level beyond, like really trying to like, I can't pretend I care where I don't. That's for me where it is. Like, that's what that's the struggle for me, pretty much. Like, I can't pretend I care where I don't. I've done that before, and it's like self betrayal to me. Like, I feel like it's better for me to like if I am gonna really take the time to connect with somebody. I got to do that in an honest and vulnerable way, which you can't always do. But like, I'd rather not, I'd rather just not connect with them, even if that's perceived as rude. That's pretty much what I was trying to bring into the conversation, which is like, I'd rather be perceived as like rude, as long as I was like, honestly not like, I'm sorry, like my articulation today, but like, I'd rather be perceived as rude for, for like, the lack of acting nice because it kept me it kept me like with my integrity like I, I was I was not like trying to force it towards this person so now they're like you yeah, know it's, you feel it's, me it's, like you're talking about being genuine um, yeah. and, and not coming off as fake I think yeah. that, that's where you're getting at and I'm, like I said the 
you're kind of challenging the, the innateness of kindness that I had referred to in the beginning, um, which I get, like, you in that moment, you your social battery's wearing out, so you don't, you, you can't deal with this, you don't want to present this fake facade of niceness, like you said, but there's, like, this, like, Alexa has said, like, a dance that you have to do just the way we exist, um, where you still have to, like, give some type of attention if you're, like, directly interacting with somebody. And so to provide that attention and, like, saying, okay, I, I, I'm here to, like, receive your message, I think is still important. Where you don't have to go into depth of, like, how was their day, all this, but, like, you're just there and present. And being present, I think, is the biggest thing with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the way to kind of, like, uh, walk that walk. I mean, I, I had to deal with it my job. Like I said, I had to deal with these people sending me dummy emails, questions about stuff. I'm like, y'all have PhDs and you don't know what, how to, uh, I know you can get me started, but I'm like, you know, like it's just a lot of little things and BS I have to deal with and it, it gets frustrating, but then you're just like, okay, well you take a deep breath and then you're like, okay, I'll, I'll, I have to still be present. I still have to be attentive, um, but I don't have to go into deeper level stuff than what you're asking me. Right. So, you know, I'm just, the guys asked me about hotels and, and, Helping with Airbnb. I sent a screenshot. This is the email that was sent to you. Look at this. Look at this. Not a screenshot, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is what you follow. He's like, okay, thank you. He goes, what? How, the pricing says one seventy nine. I'm like, uh, okay. Well, no, the the, the says one seventy nine. He goes, oh, on Alliance is one forty nine. I go, okay, that's a better deal. Like, 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 like they go after that. And I go, you can email the guy in the screenshot and you can ask him and he goes okay thank you then he texted me like you know sends me a message like maybe like 30 minutes later he goes how's the weather in DC I'm like I'm gonna look this up niggas is niggas is not getting responsible so I go screenshot (laughs) (laughs) it is he goes very hot or very cold I go it's in the middle (laughs) use your best judgment and I and then I sent it, and then that was it. You know, and that and you gotta have to like move it like that. Where it's like I'm not, I'm not going. Oh, I'm gonna help you. Let me do this for you. I'm not right. holding your hand. I'm just giving you the information you're asking me, and I'm keeping myself sane. And I'm not coming off as rude because I'm responding to you. Even though I responded like five hours later because he texted me when I was on my, my hike. Um, you know, I'm gonna. I responded and I said, okay, boom, boom, boom. And that was resolved, and the guy doesn't have an unfavorable view of me. Mm-hmm. And so you want to make sure that you don't... That's the thing. You doesn't have an unfavorable view of you. You yeah. have to think of yourself, too. I think it's that's maintaining integrity for yourself. I don't want to interrupt you, but I had to say that. That yeah, was yeah. super important. Because yeah. how others see you defines how you end up like, walking through this world, honestly. Because it's not just you that plans how things happen for you. It's how others feed into you or not. And what they do for you to lay the bridge in front of you. They're not going to want like that bridge if you can't play the game with them. With them. Do the dance or whatever. It's not losing integrity. I think it's having integrity for yourself. Mm-hmm. But uh, go on. I interrupted you, bro. No, go ahead. I disagree. You disagree? <laughs> go ahead. I disagree. But no, Sky, I like your anecdote. But I, I interpreted Sky's anecdote more in terms of him like staying true to his boundaries rather than like allowing his him to like be um, pulled down by the bullshit. Like he was like, okay, I'm recognizing that this is bullshit. And I'm going to engage with bullshit on my terms. That's it. And like, but I don't want it to be like, I'm engaging with bullshit on my terms in order for this person to have a favorable view of me because of having a favorable view of me is consistent with my own integrity. But like, I part like, and, and I'm not trying to like, just be unnecessarily yeah. resistant well, to your like, No, it's good. It's I'm curious. Like, I'm genuinely I so curious. Like, just, I don't understand. Like, I just wanted to say that because like, 
it's really important that like because you literally can't actually control how somebody thinks of you yeah I, you I, I, wasn't, actually, say, I like, wasn't saying about I'm doing this to make sure that no I know you are I know you yeah. weren't I'm just like disagreeing with like your point Alexa which is that like there's an integrity to making sure that like you have a favorable view in the eyes of others because it causes like you know it's consistent no, with your self-view. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, in terms of, so I have certain goals for myself, right? Uh-huh. Certain goals in my life that I want to make happen for me. I want to be a talk show host. I want to have all the other stuff. Certain things are going to have to be in place for that to happen. Right. Integrity for me is making sure that I have my eyes, my eye on the, on the ball, right? right. Where do I need, what do I need to do to make sure this person kicks the ball in this direction so this person kick the ball right there so I can get into the goal? I hear you. I it's hear not you. just me. So I, I think it totally matters how you treat others. Not so that it feeds into you because that would be very manipulative but it's important that you at least stay informed and understand how your actions can down the line affect you i i feel like it ma- i don't know you I, I like and whatnot. i agree with you i actually struggle with this too alexa i can't, I can't which see is like, which is like i realize why people in business are so successful when you like don't care like when you're very like removed and you don't care about other humans and you're like very good at manipulating people that's what they say like when they've interviewed some like one percenters of people who are CEOs they say like they're more they have like more what's the word what's the the tenacity predatory like, yeah like the, the tendencies are like more they're, they're predatorial I mean it, they're like less like yes predatorial but what's the word what's the word it's like what they said Dexter was People who don't have like sociopath, yeah, like sociopath. Empathy. They don't have empathy. They don't have empathy, right? Like if this you don't care about somebody, this is so it's easier to manipulate them because you don't care about the fact that you've manipulated them. You could like very much. You're thinking about strategy. You're not thinking about the other human. Well, feelings. I, 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 I think about strategy too. I think no, but like, I, hold on. You're going. You're getting to a, a place. I'm not even there. Yeah, go, 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 I'm go, not even, go. My point is like, it's like. As somebody, for me, right? This is why I, I struggle with it. Because I, I know p- emotions well and I know people well that it would be very easy for me to manipulate people. But the reason why I, I, I often like... Like, I struggle is because I am also empathic and I would feel bad. I actually feel like it's a form of self-betrayal to manipulate another. I actually feel that. But at the same time, I'm also like, damn you could find this like the whole basis of like why some people are very successful in business is because they are manipulating you like literally the psychology of marketing is manipulation like most of capitalism most of how things are pushed and sold and how things happen in this society is based off of manipulating you you know what i'm saying and it's like that's a balance because it's wrong like it's like assuming that we don't think manipulating like i i think it's like fucked to just like you know but the same time it's like shit it's effective and if you're really a business person, you got to finesse the fuck out of people. Think about the music industry. People, I mean, people finessed artists for years. And I think it was terrible. But if you're a business person, like these like white executives were like, we just did what was going to make us the most amount of money. And y'all were too, y'all didn't know enough to stop us. So were we, we just did what was going to make us money. So it's just like, that's where it gets a little murky. Um... I don't know. I think it's more so at play of the system and the people knowing how to play the system than them personally being, you know, attributed to, I'm going to manipulate Colin Cadet. I'm going to manipulate Alexis Brooks, you know, major, you know, 
I'm, I'm going to do all this <laughs> don't, stuff. You know? Don't hate me, hate the game. Yeah, that's how... They, I think it's the, they're a product of the system that they're playing, that they understand. And it's... it's You know, you're right. There's manipulation and stuff. But in terms of acting kindness, they, someone needs to let them in the door, right? Someone needs to let them into that business. Someone had to let them do something. So they had to be kind in some aspects. Or and they finesse the person. You, but it, but you're putting this, like, ugly edge on it. And it's not... Why is it ugly. not ugly? Because if you know something is, is the way it is, right? You know what you're about to get into. Right, I know what this game is, and I subscribed. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna play. How is it like? Oh, so then it's bullying no authenticity to Let me give you another answer. Why does everything have to have authenticity? Let me give you an answer, right? Can we so, just say that we're, the whole topic? That's why I brought I up the whole topic. I don't think everything has to have the whole topic of niceties versus kindness. And I was saying it was a dance, and you were saying it's bot, it's dichot, like a what's it called? dichotomy. You can do one or the other. I'm saying it's a dance between the two. Wait, I don't see. Okay. Okay. You're well, saying well, it's. A, <laughs> I interrupted him. Go I on. don't see the difference between those two statements. How? You just said it's a dance between the two, but it's not dichotomous. If you have it's to not. go from one to two, that's that's it's not black and white. It's gray. It's in between. Okay, I agree with that. That's I agree what I'm with saying. that. But like, okay, I was hearing it. Okay, the way I've been going about this is because you've been like, on one level, you got to be this. You got to dance between being this and that. So between for me made me think that we were going from A to B. You're going from this place to this place, but actually we're creating a C, which is like. A combination of both what A and B was. Because I feel that certain... That's, that's a really it. important difference that you just said. I really am glad you said that. Because that's what my confusion was. Because you were saying like that. And I'm like, you can't because do both. Like, I felt like it wasn't... I felt like it was mutually exclusive. Okay. Is what I'm saying. I hear you completely. Okay. I had a whole sense I wanted to say and I forgot it. Um, there are certain situations I feel that call for A, that call for B, and that call for C. Does that make sense? Right. No, so we were talking about the business place. I feel very much the business place is a C. That's personally just what I think. Okay. We're going, then before you we were talking about how every day you encounter people that have stories. You know, you're going on the bus, you're going on the trip, whatever you're going. Certain people require just a nicety. I don't need to know your whole story. I'm going to give you a nice hi. How are you? How are you doing? What a beautiful day. Uh, how's the weather? Blah, blah, blah. A. Yeah. B. We're in a deep conversation. I'm not going to have a whole deep conversation with somebody just adjust me. Maybe I will if the situation calls for it. It depends. So, it, you know, there are certain situations for A, B, and C. That's no, what I'm saying. I agree. And, and what I was getting at, was building off what she's saying, is that there's an underlying kindness that you exhibit, that you have throughout all situations in a certain way. And there's mindfulness and, and presence. It's mindful and presence. So, like, so even when you're talking about manipulation, someone's being mindful, that person that's manip- conducting manipulation is being be mindful aware. and kind to themselves because they know I'm going to fucking, you know, provide for whatever goal they have or whatever. Mm. And so there's a certain thing where you can adjust it. Maybe it's hurting someone else. But in their view or whatever they're doing, they're working towards a goal and that's kind to them or the, how they're feeling and how they're getting off. And so there's this different degree that I think that we're not acknowledging that is kind of doesn't have to be towards a person. It can be towards a cup of water. It can be towards, you know, yourself. And I know this is replenishing me and stuff like that where, like, it's not always about you asserting kindness on a person. It could be on yourself or something else. And so there's in all these situations, there's an underlying thing where you have this innate kindness, but... It might be perceived some somewhere differently or a different degree that you're providing or putting that energy into. Yeah, I like that perspective. It's like self kindness, like giving to yourself. Like I'm interested in, in how we can adapt this um, concept of like niceness versus kindness to yourself. Like, what are examples of inauthentic kindness to yourself? Right. Like, have you ever been in a place where you like in your mind said you wanted to be, but you know you don't really want to be there. Yeah, like, <laughs> like vices. To be honest, like that's a nice thing I'm doing for myself. 
but it's a vice because it's hurting my wallet, my health, my 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 intellect. Well, that's how you interpreted it. <laughs> I interpreted it differently. But no, go ahead. No, no, I was thinking. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. You you you're like, oh, I want to go out and do something nice, right? And then I, I end up not liking it, right? Because you didn't really even actually want to do it. Yeah. Like it's some shit that you said you like you were gonna do, like that you thought was gonna be an enjoyable experience. But like you know, you don't want to be doing that. Like, that was me. I was like, bro, I'll, I'll go, but, like, I don't really want to go. Like, you feel me? Like, yeah. I feel like that's really, that's the shit where it's like, nah, like, that's when I feel like real kindness is when you give yourself what you really want in that moment. Like, just be honest. Be like, bro, what do you, I feel like when I'm honest and I say some shit that's real, that's self-kindness, really. I feel like when I'm pretending that I got to move a certain way or say a certain thing, I'm limiting myself and I'm and I'm more in that niceness. I'm like trying to be what I think my mind says I gotta be, which really remember we said this quote on one of the last podcasts, which is like, who you are is not who you think you are, or not even who they think you are, it's who you think they think you are. So like I'm basing my thoughts off of, oh, maybe I need to move this way. But really, when I stop moving that way, because I'm not trying to be nice and move in this format, and I just be like, what do I feel? And I just be and I say and think how I feel. That's like the ultimate kindness I could give to myself. You know what I'm saying? And actually kindness onto others because you were honest. You didn't bullshit them. I appreciate that when others do that to me. I don't want you to, to talk to me the way you think I, you, I want you to talk to me. Because then you're not giving me anything. But if you tell me what you think, you already that was already going to influence the situation regardless. But now we just cut past the bullshit and you just gave me it directly. And I appreciate that. Genuinely. Even if it's not what I thought I wanted to hear. Cause I don't. I actually believe most things like don't have to be personal. You know, like the person felt something, so just say the shit. You know what I'm saying? If you felt it, but you sit here pretending that's not what you feel, what's the difference? You know what I'm saying? If you just tell me straight up where we at, then I'm like, okay, I appreciate it. And it's like not even off no negativity. It could be whatever. It could be something kind. It could be something. It could be whatever it may be. But I just appreciate like when people like free themselves from that. And I, I only brought that up just because it was part of this whole adapting the the topic to self-kindness and like you know like um you're doing things for you like i've found recently in my life that like i've really appreciated my own honesty like when i free myself from like how i think i'm supposed to communicate like honestly like even being in this podcast like i'm sitting here like oh like there's a certain way that i want to communicate like i should like i I should speak and say my opinions or present my thoughts and opinions in a way that are favorable like ways that are safe where people will agree with me or people will like me and look upon my thoughts as hmm. but like actually i just want to speak honestly i just want to say what i'm thinking and like if you disagree you disagree i couldn't control how you thought of me i can't i don't care i still got to go back in my room and close the door be alone what you think of me won't matter if i'm alone and, and isolated lonely if the person likes me it doesn't fucking matter the person dislikes me it doesn't fucking matter what matters is what i think so I'm just going to be honest and say what I think. And that's the ultimate kindness I can give to myself because I got to be with me at all times. You know? What would you say for people that aren't ready for that message, right? Like, you... you So you say you're, like, ripping off the bandage. You're not sugarcoating shit. You're just telling them how it is. That might be perceived as kind to you, but someone that might not have that uh, emotional intelligence, you know, how how do we go about talk, communicating that kindness to them? Because it might be helpful for you, but if it's in your best interest, is it in their best interest, right? And that it starts kind of like how we gauge when we like, talking to children or like, you know, Ooh, people, things oh, like good. that. 
So like you have to gauge yourself a certain way where you have to filter a little bit so that they can perceive the message and understand it in the way that won't drastically affect how yeah. the, their outcome is after hearing it. I really that I the fact that you mentioned children I think is really helpful <clears throat> because what we all have our inner child right but then also actual children and I need some water hold on my voice is killing me one sec okay it's still killing me so with <laughs> it's, still, it's, still it's still killing me the thing with children. <laughs> Is that with them, you think about the end goal. So you're telling them this because you want them to behave a certain way. Or you want them to think about something in a certain way. So how you tell them or what you tell them has to reflect your end goal. And I think that's what goes into, honestly, any conversation you have with anyone. If it's something that's an argument, like or especially, you know what I'm going to say, especially an argument or something where you have to like lay the clarity down. It's depending, you want to understand, you want it so that they feel a certain way at the end of the conversation. Like, I'm so example, let's say like my little cousin Aiden, I love this baby boy so much. He is proudly nine years old. We'll tell anyone, you know, I'm nine years old and I'm proud, I'm a big boy now, whatever. But there's certain times where he says things where I'm like, okay, we can't, we can't say that or we can't do that or, you know, when you do this, it hurts your brother's feelings, things like that. So I'm like, okay, well, how do I want him to feel once I'm done having this conversation with him? And then that will inform how and how I say it's on the tone. And what you what words I use when I'm telling him, and then and then it's a whole different story. It's like a whole black and white situation of how he reacts. There are moments when I was first living with them, um, where I would I would kind of just like speak to him, and he would just immediately just bottle up into himself, and I would feel like complete shit because I'm like, I mean, this little kid feels so sad, and I didn't mean to. It's just how I talked to my brother, and Daniel always handled it. So I figured I could talk to Aiden that way, but it's 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 a no. It's a no. He's a different person. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. How do I want him to feel after I tell him this? How do I want him to amend his behavior after I tell him this? So I had to really, you know, fix my tone and the kind of words I was using and the kind of examples I offered while I was talking to him. And then it was like a night and day reaction. He was actually feeling so much better. He's like, can I have a hug, Alexa? I'm like, yeah, of course, baby, come here. And he was so much more open. So I think it goes for anyone that you're talking to. What do you want them to do at the end of this conversation? How do you want them to feel at the end of this conversation? What do you want them to have learned at the end of this conversation? And consider that. Don't just be like, this is what them to know about how I feel. No one's ever going to be able to understand how you feel. No matter how articulate no, think, articulate you are and how you tell them. They're never really going to get it. But what do you want them to feel? What do you want them to have understood? That you can have some kind of control over. And that's about your tone and how you say it. And what uh, you say. I, yeah. I found that really... I, I, one, that was really interesting. Alexa, thank you for sharing that. Um, I, uh, the way that I received that point is for me, it's like, I think about that in terms of like rhetoric, like, and persuasion. Mm-hmm. I, I think about like, cause I've like been exposed to these thoughts, right? So like being in debate or being in a writing class where I would learn, you know, I'm like, or like learning about rhetoric and or even being in a psychology or marketing class, mm-hmm. right? And like, so here's the, here's the challenge. Like I'm an artist, right? So as an artist, I don't actually, there's a, here's a challenge, right? On one level, there and it depends what type of art I'm making. But on one level, there's a message that you want to communicate. On another level, you're just expressing yourself. And so you expressing yourself, it literally does not matter how the other person feels. Like there's that's like the that's the liberation of the artist. Is like it does not matter how the other person because I'm I am expressing something and it's meant to be interpreted. It's not about what we what is what it is. It's about how you feel when you received it. Um, on the other end, there's like, sometimes there is a message. Like I've written songs where I'm like, no, there actually is a social message behind this and I'm trying to communicate 
some poignant, you know, idea. And I want, and I want those who receive this to, to think about the idea, right? Um, in that sense, I'm trying to be, um, there's a, there, I'm, I'm trying to utilize rhetoric. I'm trying to use psych- psychology and, and almost some form of persuasion to, to effectively communicate. I think about this often. Uh, my biggest value of education is not even the content of what, like what I like what I've learned, like, and like the specific, like, but more of like the fact that like I think the biggest value of education, in my opinion, is it teaches you not what to think but how to think. Mm-hmm. It causes you to be critical. It can help you discern what's good information, what's not, or help you discern what about this information itself or what's what's not credible. What's you know what I'm saying? Um, in that you can you could have you ever, like you could read somebody's thing and think about their rhetoric. I've done this in classes. So you can think, like, what persuasive elements that they use in communicating this argument. You know what I'm saying? So it becomes less about... So in that sense, your reception of it is more about, like, how effective did they deliver this point rather than, like, what was the point? Do you see what I'm saying? There's a difference. Mm-hmm. I'm now... I'm not thinking about the point itself. I can... For example, we did this in philosophy classes, actually. Um, I've done this in other classes, too. But it's like... For example, it's like... I can actually disagree with the person's point. Have you ever like read books in classes where you don't like you may not agree with All the, the perspective? Time. All the time. You can disagree with the person's point, but you still have to be critical. And in order for you to get through the class, you have to think about the person, how the person delivered their point. Mm-hmm. And I think it creates a distance, it creates a separation. And I think that's what I'm interested in. And in your point, which is like, I'm an artist, so I'm interested in the what. I'm interested in like the expression mm-hmm. of the thing. But when I move, when I take my artist hat off and I put like my marketing hat on. Or if I put my persuasive hat on, right? If I'm trying to be an advocate, there's a difference between being an artist and I'm being an artist. I don't give a fuck about what y'all think. I'm just trying to express myself. When I'm being an advocate. I'm like, I need to get this message across, and I need you all to think, and I need to spread this message. And then from a marketing perspective, how do I communicate this message, and who am I communicating it to? Mm-hmm. Then you have to apply some different things. There's rules to that. There's actual re- there's actual structure. There's like, I'm, but my point is like. In, in looking at that person's argument that you disagree with and thinking about what worked and what didn't work, you're looking at the person's approaches. In an art piece, there's not rules. I can't I can't go to an art gallery and be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I, I wouldn't be taken seriously if I was like, okay, this person did this or that right. They'd be like, oh. So the person can look at you like, what did, what did you feel? Like, you know what I'm saying? What did you think about this piece of art? Versus if I'm reading over a piece of literature in a, in a literature class or wherever it may be, or if I'm reading over an argument in a philosophy class or in a political science class, whatever it may be, where there's a real persuade, like there's a point being made, there, the professor will ask you about the elements of, about how the person delivered the argument and whether or not you felt it was effective or not, you know? In the context of speaking to a child. Um, there's I, some adults that act like children, right? Yeah, in the context of speaking to a child or whoever. I do think that there's a there's a there's an aspect of of what all of what I brought up to it. You need to know your audience. Mm-hmm. Who is your audience and, and what is their frame of reference? How can they understand you? You said you used examples. You spoke to him a certain way where it would resonate. Yeah. And the content of what down. you were saying didn't change. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. It was your delivery. Um the content of what you were saying didn't change. Like um what let's say you you could have been saying the same message to your cousin Aiden. It was a nephew? No, my cousin. He's a cousin. Okay. Or your little brother. You could have been saying the same message, but the delivery, how you were persuasive and delivered the message was different, even though the message was the same. Yeah. And that's what more my point ultimately is. Um, um, I, I think about this sometimes as an artist and like, 
like sometimes when I go about creating music, mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I could do this and just create only what I feel. Yeah. Only what I feel. Every word, every like, that's what I think Kanye did on Yeezus. I think on Yeezus was very rebellious in the fact that he just like was like, I'm going to make what I want to make and I really don't care what y'all think. I'm just going to, it's just how I feel right now. And then you could do another one, like I would say Graduation, which was like had a little bit more of a pop appeal lean to it. You know, Drake does this, where it's like, he's very intentional to create elements of not only the songwriting, the production, aspects of the, even the cover art for Certified Lover Boy was very intentional to create a very specific reaction. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this so that this happens. In an in a alternative, Yeezus, or like an art piece of an artist who's just creating for themselves, you're not doing this so that this happens. You're just doing this. There's a big difference between those two things. And I think those, I don't know, maybe I'm, I don't know. There's a science to it. There's a science to I it. Think, I think it's interesting. It I speaks yeah. even, even to, um, I think a lot about my, <laughs> I think a lot even about the things that my mom has told me about just like couples in general, how, you know, she always says the father or the, the man is the head of the family and the mother is the neck, right? And she turns the head in the direction she wants it to face. And I would see her do it all the time with wow. my dad. Like, all the time, this man would be like, I'm in charge, I'm making this. And she's like, yeah, Alex, you had such a great idea, but you know what, babe? I looked up when you did this. And he'd be like, really? She's like, yeah, I really did. And then that's what he's doing. She's like, the neck. Like, it's all about how you have that's the conversation. Really it wow. really, really is. Using that energy in a particular way to get what you want, but not to make the other person feel like shit. You know, about making sure that they keep wanting to do the behavior that you want them to do. And in some respects, it is manipulative, but in others, it keeps the peace, quite honestly. That's so interesting to me. Actually, I really love that point. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's, I'm it's, a, it's an old the, saying. I'm literally interested in... Like, I, I actually think about this often. I'm like, is all manipulation bad? No. I don't think all manipulation Not is bad. Not at all. Like, I think a lot of people talk about manipulation like it's bad. People hate on Scorpios crazy. Oh, all Scorpios are manipulative. I'd say we just have emotional intelligence <laughs> and we know what works and what doesn't. Like, I just real talk. Like, I know what people respond to. Like, it's really easy for me to, like, know someone and be like, okay, they'll, they'll think they'll like this and they won't like this. Um, literally. No, I feel you. Like, I, and I, and I, people, people hate on Scorpio. Y'all men, Scorpio men are so many. Or, or their nepotism. Nep you have nepotism. Oh. Like, can we relax? Like, I just don't understand. Like, first and foremost, y'all love. I got a plan. y'all love being manipulated. <laughs> First and foremost, y'all y'all love being manipulated. You go to the fucking aisle. Let's go to Kroger. You know what? We're in D.C. Let's go to fucking Walmart. Let's go to a grocery Safeway. store. Safeway. You are being fucking manipulated. Go and look at the chips fucking shit aisle. and Look, look at Instagram. Look at Instagram. You are constantly being And you fucking like it because you go back on every fucking day. So don't hate on Scorpio man because you love being manipulated. And now, fuck it. Fuck the example of Instagram in the store. Y'all want to be talked. Let me not. No, 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 well, of course, yep, yep. And some of them are very toxic. And, and you know why? You know why they're nice to us now? Because they don't have power. I thought about that. That shit part. Too, that. Oh, let me not. <laughs> all of our, all of our parents manipulated us. I'm not saying like all manipulation is good. 
I'm just saying manipulation can be. Oh my god. <laughs> or maybe not even manipulative manipulation being good, but manipulation being neutral. I can't breathe. <laughs> so manipulation comes with power and the kindness built into that. Mm. You know? Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. Compassionate manipulation. Like leveraging okay, I loved how you said that. <laughs> manipulation you can only manipulate with like manipulation comes with power. Yeah. If you leverage your like your kindness to your power, then maybe there's a positive force behind yes. the manipulation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, we should write that down. I'm thinking about that though. <laughs> Some people wouldn't love that. Think of, like, there's there's a lot of I'm so, I'm very, I, you know me. I have very th- I have all these different. So like, I think that's very interesting in the context of a parent. The parent has power over the child, obviously. And they're utilizing their love and care of the child to like to do a positive manipulation of the child, you know, by way of communicating in very specific ways that the child may not even be aware of. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever have you ever just done this thing where it's like, all right, all right, Corey, we're leaving, we're leaving you, and then he comes back. <laughs> all right, I'm ready to go. You just lied to this nigga. <laughs> you you literally lied to that nigga. You just manipulated him into coming. But really, Corey ass would not shut the fuck up, turn around, and bring his ass in the car. So really, you were efficient. <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> on the other hand, we don't love this when it comes to like the government. Within the yeah. context of a parent, parent, we're like, okay, like Corey need to get his ass in the car. But like, I was listening to a, a mortal technique. He was like, he went to like this barber shop and he was just chatting it up, and that shit was very interesting. Uh, but he was talking about how like. He is, he's the, like the great like how a government like how while we all like are very you know fuck the government we got our rights in the end really think about this though if you a government you got like four three hundred million four hundred million people to like could like get in order get in line if you don't think it's gonna be chaos it is right I'm not don't assume so Colin what you do not want chaos I never said that never said that I'm just saying that if you don't get them in line. What's likely to happen? The absence of some form of a structure is some is is anarchy. not a structure. It's anarchy and an anarchy, right? So the task thereafter of that authority behind the three million is to direct them to create directions to get them in line. Often yeah. you're leveraging. Often you're leveraging your power to be manipulated. Literally, you are. Most governments manipulate the power. In fact, the biggest manipulation of Power and authority unto the populace throughout history is religion. Ooh, you niggas gonna be pissed. But it's true. The reason why is because you can tell somebody, you can, it's, as you said, with fear. It's, fe- it's fear, honestly, is the underlying it's fear of it. It's how it's used through. You, you talk about religion. I don't think just, just it's through that. What mm-hmm. is it's the fear. It's the fear. Because when you're talking with little Corey, he was scared of being left alone. He Ooh, was being scared of being left in the house, wherever the hell he was, alone. So he wanted to come Ooh, to mommy or daddy I'm to leave. It's fear. I'm super interested. And you can, yeah. apply, you can apply it to markets and business because motherfuckers are scared to get hit their pockets hurt. It's and so they they the fix the, the, the thing that. with the Fed. They make sure that the, the the interest rate is a certain level, and that freaked them out. So they were like, "Oh, they're gonna pull out things." So we see the markets of responding in weird ways. Um. Fucking yes. realistically, because they are responding to the government's manipulation of how it should be responded to. Exactly. Because they're fearful of losing their fucking Damn, stipend. Or even what you were just saying about what a government wants here. There'd be complete anarchy. We don't know that. 
is that really fact? Like we've had like those kind of conversations and like in like international affairs classes, all that stuff. Like yeah. if there was no government, if there was no overarching power, would there truly be chaos? Would people get would it be would it split the purge? Would it really? Uh, so we don't know because we've never really actually tested it. This very you're right. That's a theory. It's, this, it's this matter of fear that we instill. Like, it would be anarchy. And everyone's well, like, no, no. And no, no, no. But I'm not saying you. I'm saying specifically just in general. When you talk about the government and talking about like if there was less government, like this is what they're gonna tell you it's gonna be like. It's gonna be this scary okay. shit place. Okay. It was like, oh no, no, keep the government. I hear you. So it's not about the power. government. The, oh, a lot of the ethos of the government mm-hmm. is this fear. We're playing on the fear. Of the fear of the absence of the government. It's marketing fear. Marketing. No, I 100% agree. As a form of power. I have a lot of... I, I'm really interested in this. Yeah. Um, I, I really love this conversation on like how... Like like when we're trying to negotiate and understand manipulation, right? Like framing it from the perspective of fear is really helpful. Um, and thinking about whether or not this manipulation is like a good or a bad manipulation in the in the Corey example, you did leverage the fear of Corey being left alone. Um, was that wrong? I don't know. I think to to even in the example of like market that you said markets, but like I wouldn't even talk about like marketing. Like when we're talking about somebody who is selling you a thing, like even if you use a model or a, a commercial that's showing a very specific lifestyle, it's this it's playing off your insecurity, which is a fear. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's like. It's, talk, it's making you think about who you think you are, your self-image, and the discrepancy between your life and your self-image. And that, and when you find that sweet spot, that's when they can sell to you. You know? That's manipulation. That's the key of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, on some government shit, though, yeah, like, I 100% think that, like, you know, literally um, the way that you can keep somebody in order is to, like, like, I don't know, I'm interested in this, like, okay, now here's, that's when we turn the corner on the conversation of manipulation, which is, is there an alternative? Is it possible to get somebody to do something from a place of love? And to keep them doing and it. And to keep them doing it. Like, you can do it one time. You can do it two times, you can do it three times, but can you keep doing it can for you, generations in a sustainable, Yeah, can you sustainably have, create so, systems and, get, and keep people in line, per se, not in line, mm. or to get people to, like, to just do things, right? Yeah, in line was right. I don't like because that line feels like bro, it feels it's the very, system we were talking about creating your like, own system. do that like but that's what we're talking about is creating your own system right so you have to people in line within the system to keep them subscribed to it it's the same so the breakdown what you guys are saying is um, it it manipulation and in, in inherently is someone creating an environment or situation for you to think that you're acting your own power, but you're actually acting in the interest of that person. Mm. Yeah. And so the reason, you know, people do that is because people rebel against being told to do something. Yeah. And so if, it, if I put the, if I create the environment and the setting, the system that you will react in that way on your own will, quote unquote, then people will be calm. And so, because they see that as, oh, that's kind of cool, whatever. I have this freedom in this whole thing with freedom. Um, and so, there's a whole other conversation about freedom and you participating in the social experiment of you're giving away your freedom to the society to act in these certain rules and that's why you have all these things. But um, I think what happens is, you know, you have to have some type of manipulation of the way you come into this world because that's you prescribing to this, you know, society. And so you say, you know, like we said with the parents, those first people that, you know, teach you these things and, and you kind of just accept it. Um, and you know, people challenge it, but the overarching government will say no. And it's because you have to, you know, 
operate a certain way. Um, and that's why there's all these conspiracy theories. We're not jumping into that. But it's just the way it kind of works. Is where it's like, you have your own free will. You can make your own decisions. But there's certain influences that are just overarching, that are strong because we chose to live in the you know, United States of America. And so it, it, there's like this inherent thing where you have to play by the rules. Um, even though you you have this, this is leash, this some sociology stuff too. Yeah, yeah, you have this leash of like, okay, cool, like I can do what I want, but no, nah, like you said, you get influenced by your, you get influenced by you, you two, you know, like yeah, you, you guys talking to me, we we, we create this feed of like ideas, um, and it kind of maps where you're thinking, what you're doing, what you're wearing, what you're listening to, you know, music is lots of you know top, and that's I don't see that as totally horrible no, because I agree, I agree. it's it's just the way humans are we're communal we follow um we learn from each other and we follow this certain system and like in all the society like in the most like societies that people talk about you know in the past that have come and gone um you know there's always some type of like structure of like you know hunting and gathering where you have this group you're learning the system you're going to go do this you have your own like type of thing you know even if it's not a, a capitalistic system you know, people will still, still. cooperate and have this system yeah. of like, all right, you know, we're going to create this agreement because you, agreement, we yeah. survived for thousands of years by working together. Mm-hmm. And so you have to do this. Um, I think we talked about this in like biological anthropology. You have to have some type of system where people will see an inherent good in working with you in order to better the rest of us. And so there's this type of manipulation where it's like, yeah, because it like, I guess we get in that thing where it's like, is it really like, is it really my best interest to be by myself and just go say, fuck it, I'm going to live on the moon? Like, no, I have no resources. I don't got shit to do. Like, I need, you know, to work with people. And so you have to give something to get something or create a system that creates people that will do that for you, with you, um, because we're all participants. The people that are running the government, they're all giving into, they're all being manipulated. They're manipulated by their parties. You see how the, you know, politics is. They all have to prescribe to the stupid idea because of their base, that a system that was, you know, going by Facebook to create, you know, polarities within a larger scale society and so like you there's this balance and then those people are being manipulated because they're like oh everyone's horrible but we all have these certain extremes where it's like no we actually are a lot similar than we want to believe yeah and this is what you know the black panthers were doing with the fucking you know coalition. the coalition of like mm-hmm. you got the the poor whites the the blacks latinos we all have a similar problem of being you know oppressed and being taken advantage of by the rich white people mm-hmm. and if you call it coming together that's the biggest problem that's but, why they killed Martin Luther King yeah and, and so when, when people realize that you know that's it's not gonna shut me down again. they're coming after me bro saying <laughs> like it's okay nigga it's your platform <laughs> um so when people realize that you know that that uh, challenges the common structure that's already set like we said people have the markets the people in politics the people this we're on top we're figuring this out we have the structure but if everyone from the bottom realizes like, that, like, the whole reason why we're doing everything we're doing is to keep these niggas at the top good. All we got to do is bow together to stop keeping these niggas at the top good. And this whole shit topples. Literally, Tupac, at the end of The Pimper Butterfly, was talking to Kendrick Lamar, talking about how, um, he was talking about how, like, basically, like, the, hung- like, the, the hungry is going to come and eat. The like rich essentially like so the, the the interesting perspective though is okay say that happens right who's gonna be put on top if it's if it, the other shoes on their foot is the black people right and say oh we're up there the motherfucking whites are gonna do the same shit and it's this oh, inherent cycle is like exactly. all right you can't be mad at them for not wanting to give us everything because they we would just do the same thing to them and it's this kind of cycle where you have to balance and this is where 
it gets you know crazy. Where it's like, so there's some thought. There's a different thought. Yeah, we're, we're, this yeah, really, yeah, I know, I know, we're going crazy. No, I love this though. This is this is. But like, the, I'm going to bring it back to what we were talking about originally with like kindness, right? And so it was like, kindness is in cooperation, and kindness is in mm. you know um, looking at that benefit, the greater good of like the the program that we are mm. we're being put into. And you are, you know, working and, and dealing with the manipulation and recognizing it and seeing, okay, cool. If you recognize in your own sentient being and you're not going through the motions, you know how we wake up in the day, we have a very structured routine and you just go through things. And you don't really, aren't really aware of time and goes really fast. Um, by flipping that and changing up your schedule, your structure, you can recognize the little things of manipulation and then you won't be prescribed to this autopilot mode. And I think a lot, of ha- ta- a lot of this manipulation and things that are like not inherently bad or good, it's just what happens is because you're in autopilot mode. And so you having, you know, inherent kindness to yourself and saying, okay, cool. I want to do something different. I want to go you know, on a hike and I want to do this and I want to see new people and blah, blah, and change up the structure every day. It t- tends to happen on the weekend because a lot of people have nine to five jobs or whatever. Um, but you can change up, you know, the way you do stuff on the weekday and that will help you be more aware and participate more actively in your, you know, kindness journey throughout, you know, the day. So. Okay, Sky. No, I love okay. that. This nigga was spinning for like five I love minutes that. and I was I needed it. I needed it. it. I needed it. I agree. Like making move, like making space for presence, making space for there to not be this, like, as you said, autopilot is this like unconscious. You're not even aware of how the things that you've interacted and moved through throughout the day have influenced you, you know? And like, I agree. Like, there's another thing you were saying earlier, which is that like, I was interested. I was like, what's the difference between like being manipulated and being influenced? And like, I think that like, like I think being influenced is not a bad thing. I think you're all already, you're already, you're always going to be influenced. Like think about your emotions, your mood. <laughs> if it's raining, and you didn't, you didn't expect it for, for it to rain that day, you'll probably be influenced to feel bad. Did you just get manipulated by nature? Yeah. Hey, I don't know. Like, <laughs> if we want to, like, anthropomorphize God and, like, make, you know, say that there's a sentient, sentient yeah, being who chose to do a thing so that you could feel away. Some people really do feel that way. Some people are like, God did this to me this day, and now I feel this yeah. way. And that's, like, assuming that you have been manipulated by this this force. Your life has been manipulated to create an outcome for you emotionally. It's all about perspective. Um, it is about being influenced manipulations. Like, the, your perspective the person who is being influenced has on how they're being influenced or manipulated. Mm-hmm. So if they perceive it as something that's a negative, mm-hmm. then they're going to see it as manipulated. But it's something that serves toward a, a good that they a, also a agree goal, with, yeah. they're going to see it as an influence. Like, mm-hmm. thinking about what I said before sure. about my mom and my dad... He saw it as wow. an influence, not a manipulation, because it wow. served the good of the piece of the family for however long it lasted, for forever, you know, for each part. With That's super manipulation, like, I don't know, you were talking about the rain. I'm a pluviophile, you know I love the rain. So yeah, I was immediately, I was like, the minute you said I was like, not me. What's the word? Um, a pluviophile. Pluvio. Every time it rains, I'm like, <laughs> I'm so happy. But I can think of myself, like, the perspective that I have is that it's rainings to bring new, to bring fresh, to bring... You know, to, to water the seeds, to cleanse. That's what I think when I think of water. I love water in general. I feel the best, I feel most creative oh, around water. So immediately. <laughs> well, listen, bro, like, it's but a little bit of everything. <laughs> so, like, that's how I see it. It's all about your perspective. While someone else might see a gloomy day and immediately they feel bad to so now they're manipulated. It depends on your perspective. You know, on that perspective, I think that's a really great point. Um, even going back to the whole society thing, like, conservatives think about all the bullshit that the, the government does and they're on some, like, or not like actually like all right, Republicans like conservatives may not love a lot of the like social programs and things of this nature, so they'll look at it very antagonistically, um, and so 
they're gonna like have a resistance to it. Whereas somebody who would tend to be more as you as one as they as one others may say like liberal, mm-hmm. and they're after like like what the government is doing because they agree with the end that the government is trying to do. That perspective would cause them to like be more favorable with how the government is moving, and like, you know, um, looking at um, keeping certain governmental systems in place because actually like when we start thinking about like removing government and making a government like more skeletal or even like or an absence of a government you're actually more on the right side of the spectrum um like of the political perspective spectrum like libertarianism is like you know and and ultimately anarchism is like actually on the right even though it's perceived as radical like radical it's radical in a right sense not in a leftist sense like radicalism in a leftist sense would be more of a communist view which would like being bringing a actually creating not like a capitalist system but people don't understand people aren't very people don't understand that like in, communism is more in reference to a stage than it is an economic system yes aspects of the stage re- like offer a transition and alternative from our current capitalistic system but actually it's more in reference to a stage societally transitioning to a more of a like Union and a communal, you know, and it's not like that. Really. Like, <sighs> Karl Marx was did not create the concept of a communal society, <laughs> but he adapted it to like how we view capitalism today in the economics, which is why people receive the concept as a as a economic concept when it's really a, a, a conversation about social. It really could be a sociological conversation as well, if not primarily. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is like going back to this kind of like this reflection on like manipulation I think it depends like a perspective wise you know what I'm saying like if you view the authority or whatever the outside force as being conducive to your greater good then you're not resistant to it and you think you're being positively influenced and then let's say let's remove our government authority let's think about God as an authority life and nature if you are resistant to the things that happen, like the guy who goes outside and it was raining, he didn't want it to rain. He's gonna view what happened as like, this is negative. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, God is manipulating my bad, my my day in a bad way. So now I'm gonna be resistant to what's happening. This force, right? Because like, assuming that there's a force beyond you that's making things the way they are, whether it be the government, whether it be whatever, your mom if you're a child, or if it's God, if you're like having some resistance to it because it's out of your favor, you're gonna feel bad about it. You're gonna yeah. look pessimistic. You're gonna look. Uh, what's the word? You're gonna look um, pessimistically. What's the word? Oh, oh, fuck! It escaped me. Um, you start with the P. No, it's like antagonistically. Mm. You're gonna look antagonistically upon it because it's your enemy. Mm-hmm. But um, if you view it as in your favor, this is like a, a tenet of like a lot of the spiritual perspectives in Buddhism: non-resistance. And the Tao. I actually mm. got the Tao Te Ching today. I've already exposed myself to it, but I felt very compelled to buy it again right now because I went, I don't know, I'm not getting into it, but I thought it was really dope. I went, I found this place called the Sanko. I'm not getting into it right because I'm so thankful that I found this place. But I got the Tao Te Ching. Um, actually, they call it the Tao. Um, and say non resistance. Um, Amor Fati, which is a concept of Stoicism. Um, Roman Emperor. Um, Marcus Aurelius used to very much posit it 
which is Amr Fasimi's love of fate, looking at everything that would happen in in terms of fate as if you chose it, like as if you loved, like you like lo- like you would have chosen you, right? Internal locus of control, a control versus having versus outer, out, locus, of outer control. locus of control, right? So ultimately, like having these views of what happens outside of right, like this authority that can make things like things happen that you couldn't make things happen because that's power, right? Mm-hmm. The power to make things happen that you couldn't make happen. Um, and actually having a favorable perspective towards those things rather than a negative perspective actually creates peace. It's the resistance to the things that are happening in front of you that creates the actual inward experience of the negativity. Um, Don't get me wrong. Obviously, if there are things that like you perceive could change, you you should still be an advocate for those things, but you can't really fully and truly change them without being present and accepting what it is already. Yeah. Accepting that as it is already, like you couldn't have gotten to the point to think I want to change it unless it already was what it was. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, That's why I always say, like, even on my IG, make today a great day for yourself. It is your decision to see the world in a certain way. That's not always easy to do. Sometimes you just gotta let the day do what it's gonna do. And there's other moments where you can really say, I choose to see it this way. I choose to see my glass half full. It's raining. I choose to see it as a good thing. It, I, you know, my car got, you know, messed up today. But what came out of it? What good thing can I see that came out of it? it take, made me take a moment. And during that moment, I got to call my mom, and have a really good conversation. Whatever it is, you make today a great day for yourself. Internal locus of control, not outward. You can't let others decide how your day is going to go. What is that whole quote that they say? Like, if you had, I don't know, how many seconds are in your day? What was that whole thing? Like eighty thousand something, blah blah blah. If you had eighty thousand something dollars in your, um in your bank account and someone stole ten ten dollars would you be mad it's like if someone took 10 seconds out of your day and like made it shit 10 seconds are you gonna choose to the rest like get rid of all the rest of that money you're gonna waste the rest of your day what no don't have that outward level of control don't let others have that kind of control over yourself you choose for you whether or not today is going to be a great day or not and that's true kindness <laughs> and that's the podcast <laughs> Thank you for listening to the 2721 Club. Make sure to subscribe to hear more episodes and give us your reviews. Follow us on all major streaming platforms along with Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. I said it's over. I'm no longer gonna be a soldier. We will never let you take us over. I said it's over. I'm not even looking for no closure. Waking up my people like soldiers.